Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, Jen, the host with the mostest, and today we'll be talking with Dr. Richard Olberger, and we're going to know about why is men's mental health important and how to manage stress. But before we dive in, here's a little bit about Dr. Richard. Dr. Richard is a licensed psychologist based in Los Angeles. He received his doctorate in clinical psychology through the Saybrook Graduate School in San Francisco with an emphasis in spirituality and consciousness. He holds a certification in somatic experience, EMDR, and sports psychology, having trained with a Navy SEAL in order to target emotional obstacles to perform Um, to performance amongst athletes. Dr. Olberger has attained the rank level of Shodan in Shololin Kempo Martial Arts and was awarded this rank in the Shaolin Temple in Dangfeng, China in the summer of 2013. He also has a new book that will be out soon, The Zero Method, Awakening the Hero Within, which will be available on Amazon in March 2022, which is right around the corner, y'all. Dr. O offers his own unique style of psychology, differentiating him amongst traditional forms of psychology, integrating a model of psychology, combining somatic and body-oriented psychotherapy with mindfulness and spiritual approaches. And without further ado, please let's welcome Dr. Richard Olberger to Gems Podcast. Wow, thank you, Jim. So you <laughs> you have that's a, a mouthful. Impression. That's a mouthful. I know already. I, I'm I'm editing myself. I, this week's my my to do list, my accountability is cut down my voicemail and cut down my bio. Thank you. I'm out. Oh, my pleasure. So you do a lot of various things. Like I know you do sports and performance issues, body oriented processing of stress and trauma, anxiety and depression, addiction, gambling and recovery issues, relationship stress, and then performance enhancements, visualization skills and meditation. So you are a um, versatile guy, but you know, a bio is just a bio. So I want to know who is Dr. Richard Olberger beyond the surface level? Okay. I like to go deep. So, um, you know, he's a guy that from the cradle, I, I, I think I was, I always think that I became a therapist because all I'm raised by educators that everyone in my family is either a teacher or a therapist. It's pretty scary being invited to the dinner table. So a lot of nurture, a lot of caring, um, you know, women around me. And, and so I, you know, always been curious kid on the playground has been watching. I grew up in, in New York. So I just loved the different homes, the different backgrounds that I was around growing up. But I think recently and what gets featured in my book, I did learn a lot from my father who didn't even have a college degree about becoming a therapist. And I think for men, you know, often 
we, we get involved in the projections of who we should be or who we could become. But he was a kind man. He was a, a very nice man who liked sitting there on Friday night. Anyone came to the door and he would sit with you uh, and, and take interest in your life. And, um, you know, I hope that made him a, an excellent car salesman. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it tied into commissions, but I think he got a lot of joy out of sitting with a family and understanding them and uh, being connected to them. And so uh, that's the roots of, of, of who I am and, and certainly my desires to help and to alleviate suffering in whatever way I can. And so um, when, I, when I heard you reading the bio there, I mean, there's even if someone comes in who's looking for a performance related issue, it's very seldom that we don't get to a deeper root of what's causing that, what's causing the amount of stress behind wanting to perform or needing only to see success in a certain way or to put so much pressure on themselves. So um, either we can start top down, someone coming in with, I just want a, a, you know, a particular goal, but usually you know, we, we start there, but the roots are to go inward, the roots are to help, uh, we all need someone to help us kind of slow down and turn inside and look at why this has meaning to us, this particular thought, belief, or action that we're putting so much pressure on. And I like that you talked about looking within because it does start with that internal work. In order for you to manifest and see changes externally, you first have to do the hard stuff and go deep dive in within yourself and really connect mind, body, and soul. And today we're talking about men's mental health as well as managing stress. And sometimes men, they don't really like to talk about their problems with other men because they may see it as a sign of weakness or they may not want to be judged. But, you know, men's mental health is so important as well as the health issues that they face. And then stress on top of that, because, you know, I've lived in a house with men and, you know, I'm married to my husband and sometimes they don't necessarily like to go to the doctors. So why is that? Do you think that it's rooted from maybe a traumatizing experience or maybe they didn't have, you know, a male figure or people in their families that went to the doctor and sought out help because they don't like to talk to psychologists. They don't like to talk to therapists. Um, whenever they do talk to their guy friends, it's about stuff that's not even irrelevant. And I don't even feel like they go beyond the surface level, but who am I to talk about it? Because I have boobs and I definitely don't have a penis down there. So I can't speak on that. <laughs> well, yes, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's some biologic, there's definitely biological roots. I mean, a lot of what you mentioned is a trauma. I mean, some of it is, um, you know, our family system our culture, and some of it is intergenerational. So you're right. You know, like, so the messages that get passed down to us um, about what is it to be a man and what is it to feel confident in yourself and that you're doing your job, that you are effective, that you're skillful. And when it comes to the opposite sex or same sex, if you're uh, in that, uh, a partnership of that, you know, sexual orientation, if you identify as the provider, if that is what you are identifying as, then perhaps you were not conditioned to get help or get support. And particularly with men, I think oftentimes we're raised that other men are a threat or competition or to not trust. And if we don't have those experiences of trust and safety, 
then it's going to be really hard to talk about deeper things. So that conversation about the football game or right uh, about politics is really, I think, a way sometimes of kind of sensing out if somebody else is safe for us to engage, if we can trust them, if they're reliable, if they'll if they're consistent, if they'll show up for us. I knew if somebody else was going to show up or to watch the New York Giants on Sunday, right? There's a certain, hey, they're in the trenches with me. So, right, a lot of men will attribute these in-depth experiences, myself included, with my own sons, to being at a sporting event, to witness a sporting event, because it's an acceptable venue for emotions. It also leads to a lot of unacceptable behaviors that we say is okay in this forum. It's okay because it's on the field. It's okay because it's in competition. So learning how to make it okay, like you said, to ask a doctor, trust someone. I think some of it ties into fears. We don't want to hear that we're vulnerable. We don't want to hear that something could be wrong. And um, there's an avoidance for things that we don't want to feel. So we'll just stay away from them. <laughs> and how can like another male segue into a conversation to asking maybe their brother, their uncle, or their friend, are you okay? Is there anything that you're battling mentally without it coming across as judgmental? Because sometimes people have their walls up and, you know, if you come at them with the wrong question or a wrong angle, they may be, you know, defensive versus, you know, just kind of letting their guard down, breathing and just engaging in a conversation that could, you know, benefit both sides of the spectrum. You know, in our own family systems, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes it's, it's really hard. We do need to reach outside of that. We do need people outside of our, that are objective because we're so, like you said, we were, cre you know, we're part of the same system. We're competing with our siblings, right? Are they asking because we're not behaving according to our role as the big brother? Or, you know, are they asking because, right, there's something they need from me and I'm not doing that thing? So it can be hard to receive that care. Uh, on the other hand, I think sometimes just anytime you start a conversation with love and appreciation and gratitude, for what you notice and and asking from a place of genuineness and not being afraid to be consistent right it may take several offerings to say i'm here anything you need right the pandemic's over we can see each other face to face you know you want to meet up whatever you need i'm here for you i think so if we can come from that place within ourselves only we know if we're coming from that um what's up with you today right the judgmental voice the, the, you know, there's a, a book called The Gift of the Question. Are we really asking unconditional questions? Are we really asking to get to know that person? Or are we asking because we're coming from a place of you're not acting the way I think you should, right? Or judging, right? If you say to someone, you're off or you seem out of it, right? So the best we can is, is come from a place of care and support. Um, if it is a family member and you can give them a night off or get, give them a chance to get away from their stressors, uh, a break from the kids. If there's a way to offer support and relief, maybe it's, it's important to ask sometimes, hey, what would, what would supporting you look like, like right now? What kind of support do you need? And that might be just a good question for a man to hear. They may not know the answer, but sometimes when you get asked the question enough, you start to, uh, the wheels start turning a little bit. You go, wow, I didn't even realize I had a need. 
men don't may not realize they're okay that they have an emotional need or that support is okay. Does that go both ways with men um, asking another man that question or, you know, a woman asking her spouse that with that question? Like, is there something that you need? Is there anything that I could help you with? I think there's a different kind of, I mean, I really support men's work, men's groups. There is something, you know, again, if you're, if there's an experience of lack of trust and safety amongst men, then there's something to having that one friend or two that you can ask for, hey, I just need to vent right now. I just need someone to talk. I just, I don't need anything, but just to be. Can we walk? Can we talk? Can I just leave a 15 second voicemail where I just scream my head off? We don't do anything, <laughs> right? So develop that kind of level of um, trust and openness and vulnerability to practice that. And that's some of what we, we teach and practice in the container of a group, right? So um, you know, there are a lot of different men's organizations out there that are hosting groups and, and it dabbles between career and finance and the depths. You don't have to feel like it's this always this intense emotional experience. Um, as a far, you know, it's hard to project on all relationships, what you might need from your spouse, um, you know, or with, if you're willing to receive it. I know Brene Brown did a lot of work on you know, uh, what the, what a four-star general at home with his wife, what he was really thinking, that he was desperately hoping that she would ask. But even when she asked the right question, he was conditioned to behave as the protector, to say nothing's wrong. <laughs> so that's really hard. You know, if, if a, one member of a couple or the, the man is not doing the work on himself to acknowledge that he has that need, then you could have a bunch of, you could have everyone in the world trying to care about you and love you. So part of this work is receiving the care, being open to asking for what we need, putting it out front, saying I have a need for more balance in my life. I think I need to take a few days off or even, even one night off just to go do something fun, right? And like you said, it doesn't have to be just about, a, you know, a party night with the guys, but it can be uh, adventure. It could be something creative. It could be a lot of different things where just the space is there to not be in those other roles. So if I'm always with my family, and I'm always at work, maybe I just need space a little bit someplace where I'm not stressed, where I'm still growing, learning, and it's okay to be in that beginner's mind. You don't always have to be the man who has it all figured out and all together, right? There's a part of us that needs to be that kid that still is looking for and exploring uh, you know, different ways to be happy. And I think in any relationship, right, if both members or a couple have those things, right, the same is true for women, right? If a woman is working and taking care of the kids and doing Zoom school, <laughs> you know, and yet she has a need that comes up, maybe being the man means watching the kids and doing the dishes and taking out the trash so that your wife can go and be, uh, explore those things. So, it's just developing this deeper language into needs and acknowledging we can't always provide in our family system or in a relationship everything for one person. We have so many needs and they're changing all the time. Exactly. And you're not always going to be the fixer and that's okay. And um, just coming from a woman's perspective, sometimes we come to you as our partner, as our spouse, or as our friend, just to vent, but we're not necessarily asking you to fix our problems. And I wanted to put that out there. Because if you think that 
you are there to fix our problem, then that also intensify the stress that you're feeling. And in this segment, we want to also talk about how can you manage and mitigate stress because stress can be a factor of mental health issues. And if you don't recognize what those stressors are, you can easily go down a path that has you spiraling out of control. So you need to be able to acknowledge what is going on around you as well as what's going on inside of you and recognize whenever you need to, you know, pull back and take a step back, not, um, not for other people, but for you. So you could refuel, you could refocus, you could rejuvenate and realign in order to, you know, really maintain that balance and have that homeostasis. And just because you may be going through a pitfall does not mean you're a bad person or does not mean that you are doing something that is wrong. It just means that life happens and we all go through life's challenges. So remember to give yourself grace and mercy as as a man, like you guys deal with things totally different than how women deal with things. And it's okay to say that you're not okay. That doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you, you know, weak or whatever. So all of what you just said, all of what you just said, but yes, I think some of it is being okay. Right. That's you know the, the whole Mars Venus discussion, right? Like men want to fix, we want to feel effective. And so it's, it is hard to learn for a lot of men to be just a listener. And that may be part of what reduces stress in the marriage. Like, you know, what is the dance going on in your relationship? What is the dynamic that causes stress? If we could talk about that and we could identify it, we're already, we're already halfway there. Even if we're just trying to do it. If I catch myself trying to fix once this week or twice, right, maybe I'm growing. Because creating some space that's sacred for just uh, emotions to be expressed and held, right? We are really just all, we're, and that's the most beautiful thing about building intimacy in your relationship. Sometimes, right, is doing nothing, is just being. And we are all experiencing so much and so much more quickly, right? I probably, I think I joke that probably in the last five years of the biggest trigger, you know, and emotional reactions that, that I've had have been related to a text message or an email, right? So it's things that are coming at us. We're being bombarded very quickly. We're being bombarded while we're sitting in front of one another. There's a lot of stimulation coming in. So being able to be patient and like you said, have grace, right? Slow down and say, wait a minute, this is the test here. I can slow this down for me as, as much as I need to process it. And I may have no idea what I'm feeling or reacting to in a given moment. And I may not be ready to respond. So the people in my life that I trust, that I can go to, may be those sounding boards to say, I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. But there's a lot coming up. Right? Absolutely. And I know you teach on some stress reduction skills. What are some of those skills that help some of your patients and people you know combat um, mental health? Well, thank you for, for plugging that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just started to go there, right? Slowing down whatever that looks like for you. So removing yourself from the triggering situation, usually starting with either some breathing. So, you know, and, and the simple one is, yeah, like uh, two seconds in, four seconds out, deep, you know, deep, 
exhales, releasing. And with the conscious intent of releasing, I want to let go of tension. I want to let go of anger. I want to let go of whatever I'm holding right now in this moment, right? And also breathing in. I just want to breathe in clarity. I want to breathe in peace. So, I mean, these are things we can do in two minutes, three minutes. Combine that with grounding, which is literally could be, you know, cleanse, you know, the warm jacket, right? Could be holding something of a nice texture, could be focusing my eyes past my Zoom screen onto my lemon tree in the backyard, right? Or onto Genesis's nice brick wall, which reminds me, right? Then brings me back to New York, to walking around a city, to being curious again, right? I went from being stressed to being in, you know, thinking about Genesis in her office and someday having a coffee and right. All of a sudden I allow my mind to take me to something that feels good. So even just allowing your eyes, the importance of being able to take a walk or move in any way at whatever pace is that you allow your mind to drift towards whatever colors, whatever, whatever's pleasurable, right? A cloud moving, a nice landscape, a nice picture in your office if you can't leave your high story building, right? And it's snowing out. So, um, so those are a few techniques. And then, you know, visualization, you may want to see yourself, you know, if you can get to that place of groundedness, you know, how do I want to respond to this? You know, what would I say? You know, that person just, you know, if that was humiliating, that was upsetting, that triggered a lot of anger in me that, you know, the, the way I felt, you know, kind of disrespected. And, and that may happen a lot, particularly amongst men, right? There may be a sense of, right? like we talked about. So being able to look inside and look at what got triggered, what we're processing, and then look at our ideal outcome and how we'd like to act will give us a chance to step into that space. And right. do you ever encourage um, journaling, Dr. Richard, with some of your male clients? I know that may sound like a woman's activity, but sometimes if you get your thoughts out of your head, not onto at paper, all, Genesis, not at all. I mean, you're right, journaling, right? It depends on how it lands on someone's ears, uh, right? They just check it off as, oh, it's a checklist, I journal. But yes, anytime you write, anytime you can open up your thoughts, and, and I think it's great for accountability. Whether you're in session, I think it's great. I did it, you know, with, this weekend, writing down even, right? It, it, it takes it off the brain and all the stress we're holding in the working memory, right? We can only hold, I believe it's either five or seven plus or minus two items in our working memory. And yet we're trying to think all these thoughts, even things that are good for us. It's too much. It's overwhelming. So we're thinking good things. I know I should do it. I'm saying it to you. I should go to the gym and I sound like what? It's another burden. It's another job, right? And so writing it down takes that pressure off. It releases it. And it also gives you a chance to kind of, yeah, get to know yourself. Like, I can't even believe that's me, right? I, I got to hear my voice coming out. So even just saying or, or writing about something that you're wanting to work towards or that's bothering you, right? Even just noticing some of these feelings, right? removes the obstacle of holding on to stress. So any practice you have, so a lot of times I'll talk with my clients around morning routines and evening routines. If you get in a morning routine, some people, first thing they do in the morning, drink a cup of water and write for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because then you can see your day, you can see your thoughts and your goals. They're already out on paper. The rest of your day is just moving through them. And you might be able to filter a lot more clearly when something is not serving you or that 
you didn't want to engage with. Absolutely. And I would even encourage some of the men to try to practice some mindfulness techniques um, to help you stay grounded. And you could put it in your calendar. Your, your calendar should be also like your accountability partner because it allows you to remain true to your schedule. And then it also sets up boundaries with other people who may have access to your calendar. So you still have time to focus on you and doing that personal growth so you could see that manifested professionally. And so one thing that I like to encourage some of my clients to do, whether male or female, is use your calendar take a nap throughout the day because that is also quieting your mind and it's practicing that stillness because we all know that we could get really busy. But I want to ask you, are you busy just to be busy or are you actually busy? Because if you're staying busy, but it's not really producing things overall that is going to help you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, then why the heck are you doing it? And then another thing is whenever you think about mental health, there are some things to be mindful of and there's um, negative stigmas, but those negative stigmas do not define you, nor do they have to be attached to you. And just because you may be on the verge of a mental health challenge does not mean you're always going to be in that same spot. So acknowledge where you are presently and work on where you want to go. And so Dr. Rich, Richard, as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave the listeners as well as the viewers with some gems to either inspire them, encourage them, motivate them, or just educate them on this subject because we really need to be talking about these topics more and encouraging the males in our community to take action. I thought I was dropping gems the whole time. You were, uh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first thing is, look, you know, it, it's just an empowering message of the time is now, you know, you are all worth it. Um, you know, that part of you that has not been nurtured, right, to explore it. And, um, you know, whether it be a guy like me who never learned how to, uh, you know, put sticks together and make a fire. And so being curious about how to pluck a guitar string or make a fire appropriately, or you're somebody who always works with your hands and, and for you, uh, you know, getting a massage or going to do five minutes of meditation or pick up a journal for yourself, go ahead, go on Amazon, pick out a nice one, get yourself a nice pen that you're going to like holding in your hand, um, you know, invest in you that there is hard as things are, we can start to shift the stress and trauma we've all experienced personally and collectively by starting with one action. And if you do have one person in your life you're concerned, you care about, and you have that thought to call them, put that in your calendar, like Jen said. Make a list of those people that you're going to commit to reaching out to without expectation of anything about how they might respond. See if you can get creative in building that relationship and creating that support network. And you may never know the difference that you made in the life of another human being. Um, but rest assured, other men are struggling to ask for that help. And they're struggling in the same way you are. And if you need to get together and talk about, that's okay. You know, superficial fun and frivolity, that's okay too. Just remember to be paying attention and don't be afraid to ask the deeper questions and show your care. 
Now, Dr. Richard, what is your call to action? Um, I know you have a book coming out. Plug where the listeners and viewers could connect with you on your website and where you hang out on social media. Thank you. I hang out on Instagram at Richard Listens. Same with Facebook. A lot easier to spell than my last name. The book, The Zero Method, Awaken the Hero Within, available on Amazon. I said March. Hopefully it's going to be early April. There will be an ebook, a Kindle version, as well as a paperback copy. Buy two copies. It'll be affordable. Uh, price of two lattes, I hope. And uh, you give one to a friend. There'll be some simple exercises at the end of each chapter. So if you've never been to therapy uh, and you just want to play around with getting a little bit deeper, identifying where's your support system uh, and looking a little bit deeper at what you want, what your needs are and what they might be and where some of our thoughts and behaviors or limiting actions may have come from down the yellow brick road and giving ourselves the freedom and power to make adjustments as needed. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, the host with the Moses, and you just heard Dr. Richard Olberger, also known as Richard Listens on social media platforms. Make sure you share the segment with the men that you may know in your life that may be struggling with mental health or you're just concerned for their overall well-being and you want them to tap into something that's educational, but you also want them to manage and mitigate stressors so they can live life on their terms and not in the shadows of somebody else. Remember, we are our biggest assets. So I need you to tap into you, stop playing it safe, go big, rise up and do everything that you imagine to do because tomorrow may not be promised, but you have today and you can seize every opportunity that comes to you. So don't second guess yourself, but remember you were created for greatness, for a purpose and you are here for a mission. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us over on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Signing out. Ciao. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast